Good morning, uh, and whoever that was, good morning to you as well, uh, who was going to be proactive. Um, before we get into the message, I just want to uh, just acknowledge anyone who's here for the first time, whether it's here physically or whether it's on live stream. Um, we want to thank you for being here and, and joining us this morning, as I have said, uh, for years. I'm sure the cumulative effect is for years, I've said this, um, that you probably, if you're here, um, you probably passed some churches on your way here. So thank you for worshiping with us. If you're looking at us via live stream, everybody's live streaming, so you could be at someone else's church, but you're here. So thank you very much for being here. If you would like to continue on and in, in, in seeing like what a relationship with Solid Rock Church looks like, I would uh, ask you to please uh, go to your app store or whatever device you use and, and look up the Church Center app, download it, and key in Solid Rock Church. There may be a few Solid Rocks that pop up, but since you're here, probably this one will pop up first. Um, and our uh, letters are black and yellow. That's us. And that will allow you to be able to see our announcements and to be able to join one of our core groups um, and things of that nature. And we will contact you to just let you know how else you can begin to link up with us here at Solid Rock Church. Um, before I get into the message, I also have to um, thank those of you who helped out with the food distribution on yesterday from uh, Charles Carroll Middle School. Uh, usually we serve upwards of uh, 300, well, let's say 250. We'll keep it very conservative. 250 uh, families. Um, and uh, this was a, a, a landmark for us because because of the pandemic, we've just been handing out boxes, and that's great. You know, people need to eat. However, you know, they, they need to eat. Um, but this time, we, it was actually like market style where you could, like, select what you wanted. So if you wanted carrots, you could get carrots. If you didn't, which a lot of people did not want carrots. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you could get the carrots um, or Brussels sprouts or whatever. So it's, it's, it's not always even about food we're learning. It's about access to healthy food. So... Um, we're grateful for our partnership with the Capital Area Food Bank and the Faith-Based Collaborative Outreach Group and Charles Carroll Middle School, which allows us to do that on a monthly basis. Our next one is November 19th. Um, announcements like these can be found in the Metamorphosis group on the Church Center app um, because there are a lot of things that go on there outreach-wise. So thank you, uh, Debbie. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, Karen. Um, I think those are the members of Solid Rock who were there. Um, if I'm missing anybody... I did grow up with Open Chest Day. That's Open Chest Day is when like you just punch people in the chest. Um, don't do that, okay? Don't do that, no. But but you could you could tell me, hey, Pastor Mike, I was there. So uh, please forgive me if I've forgotten you. But I think uh, those were the people who were there, and we had a wonderful time with over 50 students helping us out uh, with that as well. So an ability to influence them as well in their young lives. So. With that being said, we have other announcements we'll uh, make. Oh, no, I should mention this announcement now and later. This is actually the last day that, that our live stream, next week, excuse me, that our live stream will be just open access. Um, from next week on out, you'll need a password. Um, the details of that will be um, sent to you. However, if you are someone that's, um, that is, excuse me, the details will be sent to our members. If you are not a member, and you come, and sometimes you're away, like one brother approached me and mentioned, or if you are somewhere that you can't make it here, you know, that you are um, in Pennsylvania or something like that, and you, you, you do church through us, then please email me, 
My email address is Mike, very simple, Mike, M-I-K-E, at solidrockchurch.net. So email me and let me know, and I will make sure you are able to get access to that. Um, and if you are a member, please make sure that you reach out um, so that we can um, hear why you need it and give it to you, okay? Um, so with that being said, let's pray, and then let's uh, get into uh, the word. Lord, thank you so much for this day which you have made. Um, you are the maker of days. Your word says that we should rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, there are many things that human beings have been able to make, but a day is not one of them. So, Lord, we give you the glory for this day. We thank you for the gift of life, and more importantly, we thank you for the gift of eternal life. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light because of the mercy and the grace and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We thank you for, uh, for thinking of us before we ever thought about you. We thank you that we love you because you first loved us. And Lord, as we go through this review of the uh, foundational components of the uh, supernatural storyline of the Bible, I pray that you would help us to love you more, that you would help us to appreciate you more, that you would help us, uh, Lord, to uh, persevere, Lord, and that you would help us to just have hearts of worship to you, Lord, for you are worthy. Um, Father, we ask you that I ask you that I would decrease and that you would increase. We pray that you would please do that which no man can do, Lord. Um, I'm not skilled enough to speak to every heart here, but you are. You made every heart here, Lord. Even if people are here who don't follow you, you made them as well. So, Father, we know you know how to speak to them, and we ask you that you would please do so. Make yourself known, Lord, that we all may be in awe of you and appreciate you for all you have done for us, at the very least for all you have done for us. But there is much, much, much more reason to worship you. So may our eyes be opened a little bit more. In Jesus' name I pray and I thank you. Amen. So we are going to start at Revelation 21. And we're going to, Revelation 21 is going to bookend uh, this message. As mentioned in the prayer, this message is going to serve as a review because beginning next week, we're going to take a journey throughout um, uh, throughout the storyline of the Bible with eye toward the supernatural dynamic of the storyline. So not just the storyline that we may have heard in Sunday school, but this is a bit less orthodox than that. Um, but it is still true, as you will see, um, hopefully as you have seen, and I'm saying as you will see for those who this may be their first time. But today um, we're going to ensure that our minds are rightly marinated in the basics of what we have heard to help us um, to get the most out of what we have ahead of us. Um, as Kurt announced, um, today's messages, and as I prayed, today's message is going to be a review of the four messages we've heard regarding the storyline, foundational components. So I'm just going to hit highlights, and I hope, I hope you can pray for me on this. My desire is that I could provide a more comprehensive review as a resource in the SRC members section of Church Center. Now, if you're not on that, if you're not a member, remember my email address is mike at solidrockchurch.net because I will send it to you 
if the prayers are effective and I actually do it. Okay, so, so please pray. That is my heart so that we can all just go into next week ready to rumble. All right, but Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 6 says this. This is from the ESV. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned place for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage. I will be his God and he will be my son. He said that he's going to say, it is done. He's going to remind that he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end and that he has reward for those who are faithful to him. That he is generous, that he is good, that he's going to give. But before he says all of that, before he says what he's going to give and what the reward is, he says it is done. What is it that is done? Well, this, this battlefield that we're on, under the, some things are not yet under the feet of Jesus Christ and under the identifiable reign of God, that is what's going to be done. It's going to be over. It's going to be completed. It's going to be no more struggle. It's going to be very obvious that all things are under his feet and that he is reigning. And he's not just going to announce that he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's going to demonstrate that he's the Alpha and the Omega. And that's why it's going to be done. Right now, it's not yet done. People are still getting sick. People are still killing each other. I, nobody killed each other. And this is what I'm, what I'm about to say. But I just wonder how when I was driving up Good Luck Road, how in the world was there a car on its side, on the side of a house? I don't know how that happened, but I know it had to be something that wasn't good. I can deduce that much. I'm not the sharpest type, but I know, like, maybe alcohol. People have really, I don't know, but I don't know how you do that, even if you're trying. People have relational strife. People cannot see God for who he is. Right now, we know, we who have eyes to see who God is, we know that he's the Alpha and Omega. But when he says this, everyone is going to know that he is the Alpha and the Omega. 
So we started off this series with Pastor Kurt talking about that, and we're going to end talking about the Alpha and the Omega to conclude. But right now, we're going to work our way backwards. We're going to work our way from last week's message, where he talked about what is the Bible. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, uh, other things that have to do with, um, with the supernatural storyline of the Bible. So um, the Bible, the, conclus- the, the, the conclusive declaration of last week's message, after seeing and hearing and re- being reminded that others have reminded us that there are, there are storylines similar. There are stories similar to that of like the virgin birth, right? There are, we'll say, we'll call them counterfeits that have preceded the actual reality of what God was going to do that, we, that we've heard of and that we know of. So Pastor Kurt just made this, this, this very simple uh, one-sentence um, conclusion. And the conclusion was this. The Bible is God's clarifying reality, clarifying of reality. So whereas the, 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 the lesser gods, we'll call them lesser gods for our purposes, our members know what we're talking about. And if you don't yet, we'll see in just a few moments why I use that terminology. But, but the lesser gods heard what God said to um, the serpent when he talked about how that the, the, the serpent was going to bruise the hill, but, but the seed was going to crush the serpent's head. So the, uh, everyone in eternity, not everyone in eternity, but, but the, the lesser gods heard that. And so for a while, God was silent to the entire world and spoke specifically to Israel and spoke specifically to Moses. It was as if God gave a head start. But what was communicated wasn't accurate. What was communicated was to allow people to serve those lesser gods, not to serve the Most High or the Alpha and the Omega. So the Bible is God clarifying the reality. It's not that those did. Those came first chronologically, but they didn't, they, they, they were not accurate in the truth at all. So we should um, understand the Bible in light of some of these narratives, not, not that they, uh, not that they give light to the, to the, to the narrative of the Bible, but that the Bible gives light to the reality of what God is doing and what God is going to do. Now, some of these things will get more clarity as we, as we move forward, um, but please keep in mind, remember, this message is to help you just have some anchors for how we're moving forward so that you can get the most out of looking at the storyline, the supernatural storyline of the Bible. See, because the reality is, if we look at Psalm 82, verses 1 and 2, This is a reality. It says God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. So the the psalmist is wondering why God is not bringing judgment on those who are being wicked. And he knows that the wicked, the psalmist knows that the, that the wicked are doing 
the bidding of the gods who are going to experience judgment. That word that's translated God and gods, it's one word. It's a word that can be, it, it can be singular or plural, like sheep, like fish. Okay. So God has taken this his place in the divine council. This is, I don't know how many people are old enough to know about the Godfather, but this is the Don Corleone sitting down, getting ready to say how it's going to be. So God is taking his place in the midst of the gods, plural, he holds judgment. What that means is that there are other Elohim that God is the Don Corleone over. That he's the God of all gods. That they have to submit to, but they haven't submitted, so he has to bring judgment. But they exist. And that's not how we normally think. Right? We just, there's no other God. Yes and no. Right? Yes and that ultimately speaking, yes. Amen. Amen. I believe this. We believe this. We believe this. However, there are other Elohim that are lesser than their lesser ones than him who can do things that we cannot do, who are functioning right now until it is done, until it is done. So they exist. So this is something we need to, we need to remember this as, as we move forward. Now, we need to remember, we've already stated this in different language, but, but not all Elohim are created equal because not all Elohim are created. God is not created. But there are levels. Yeah, there, there, there are levels. So one of the passages that we went to just to show that there are levels of, of, of these wicked Elohim is Matthew 12, verses 14, excuse me, 43 through 45, which um, is talking about what happens when Someone tries to clean themselves up. So I'm just going to say this. If you are trying ever to clean yourself up before you come to God, that's not how it works. What you do is you come to God as you are and you throw yourself on the mercy of God and he will take care of cleaning you up. But if you try to clean yourself up, this is what it says. Matthew chapter 12, 43 through 45. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest but finds none. And then it says, hmm, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes. <laughs> Having grown up in the hood, <laughs> there's this, if, if you've ever been in a situation where, like, somebody did something to you, and you're like, okay, that's all right, man. We'll be back. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you go get your people, hey. I remember this one time, I'm sorry, I will indulge myself just this one time. I remember this one time, this is, I, was not, I was not walking with the Lord at this time, but um, so I, <laughs> this was short. I go to church with my mom. I could still live with my mom, so she was making me go to church. I was, I was 18. I went to church. All I was thinking about was like whatever I was going to do after church was over. I think it was a Friday night, and I get, on, I get home, and somebody calls the house. Yep, call the house. We ain't had cell phones. 
Like, Mike, man, these people got us trapped in this house. We need you to go get such and such and such and such and come over here. So I'm like, okay. So I go knock. Hey, man, such and such and such happening. Um, so we went over there and, and, and we got him. And, and, and mind you, this is in like a whole nother neighborhood. The people that we that got, like, they weren't, the people that was in the neighborhood weren't scared of me. But the dudes I was with, they were scared of them. So all them dudes did was just got out the car, stood there. I went up to the house. Hey, man, we here. And then we came out, and then <laughs> you've, you've heard me say, I think I even had a sermon called Work Ain't Hard. Um, I remember when um, one of my, my peoples came down, um, and somebody said something to him. And he was like, man, work ain't hard. You know, he was all puffed up then because these other people were there, right? He was all puffed up. And so they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do anything. They wouldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything because they were afraid of those, those, those other dudes. Spirits do the same thing. If it's cleaned up, they're like, oh, man, somebody bad. Oh, nah, we got to take it. We got to lock this down. Hey, can you, you, and you come with me? Like, you, you worse than me. You, they the big boys. Like, I was, I was 18. These dudes was, like, in their mid-20s. I mean, you know, just their brain was fully developed. That happened at, like, 25, right? <laughs> so their brains were fully developed. Their bodies were, too, you know, and they had rep and all that. So they, 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 they were real. They were the real deal, right? Um, they were where we were trying to get to, but the Lord saved me before I got to that level. So thank you so much, Lord. I appreciate you for that. Thank you very much. Um, but, they, but, but demons do the same thing. They're going to go get their boys. They're going to go, go, go get the big boys. They're going to they gonna get, go get the ones that don't just fight with them. They have the weapons. They're going to go get them so they can take over, lock this down, and won't have this problem anymore. But the fact that they are big boys shows us that they are levels, right? So, all right, you might be bad, but you ain't that bad, right? So we're going to get those who are that bad to come back and, and, and do our things. We saw that there are, so there are levels of, of, of spirit beings they have, that have different functions. There's an unclean spirit. These won't pop up, but you can write them down if you need to. Or if your prayers are effective and that resource comes out, this will be in that resource. There are unclean spirits as found in Mark 1, 22 through 21 and 20, through 23. There are lying spirits as we saw um, in 1 Kings 22. Verse 23, deaf and dumb spirits, Mark 9, 35. Spirits of infirmity, Luke 13, 11. We, we would lump all of these together probably normally when we're talking, right? But they are identified as specific spirits that do specific spirits. So this function of spirits can be different as well. Spirits of oppression, Acts 10, 38. Deceitful spirits, 1 Timothy 4, 1. Spirit of divination is found in Acts 16, 16. These are all part of us wrestling not only against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Organized. Different functions, different levels, even, even geographic authority is given to some of these spirits. In Daniel chapter 10, if you remember the story where Daniel's just wanting, he, he, he just wants an answer to his prayer. His prayer is delayed. This is why I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. This is instructive for us. His, his, his prayer is delayed. Daniel is affected by his prayer being delayed. 
But he doesn't think that God has forsaken him. He just thinks that maybe there's a little bit more he can do. So maybe instead of just praying, like maybe he's just rest. I think Daniel lost a little bit of sleep too. So maybe I'm just going to assume that he was praying then as well. We find out later that, that, that when Daniel does get the answer, that the, the angel who tells him about the answer informs him that his prayer was answered as soon as he asked. The answer was on the way. But then there was this, this other being, this prince of Persia, who withstood, right? And it was only when Michael and his angels came that the answer could be released from where it was to Daniel. So battle had to take place. Um, and and this, this, this Michael and his angels, they, Michael is the prince over Daniel's people, that geographic area. The prince of Persia, Persia was another place, right? So he was the prince of Persia. So there's, there's also geographic uh, 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 tetherings to these spirits where they have, and you can, you, if you're, I would say this, I have no biblical proof for this, so I'll just say this is an observation on my part. But even the, even the different sins that different nations just give themselves over to and the worshiping of different gods and the way you see different things, like I think Pastor Kurt said this, like in, in our country it's prosperity, it's power, it's money, like those the gods this joint. Like if you had that, you good. In other places it's, it's, it's not that. They don't have all of that, right? That's not, that's not, that's not their God, you know? And you can see the manifestation of these gods. Um, I remember my, my, my uh, old uh, D group told me about this car that I'd never heard of. And I'd never seen until I saw it on Good Luck, on Good Luck Road, on this road uh, recently. An Aston Martin. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even in a place where I know how much that costs, but because they were talking about it and like somebody works for NASA, and that was like, okay, man, that must be like one. But th there are levels, right? So there are certain things you see, it's like, oh, man, that's. Like, oh, they made it. They made it in, like, Big House, Ashton Martin, um, you know, CEO. You know, in our minds, those things mean something, right? They mean something to us. They're, they're like, we put hashtag goals, right? That's what some of us will put, right? In different geographic areas, there are different authorities. And there is... So there's geographic authority for some spirits. There are different functions for spirits. And there's different levels of wickedness to some of these spirits as well. Revelation uh, 12, 7 through 12. Um, it has a lot there about a war in heaven. We're not going to talk about the war in heaven, but I want to show you something that should not be overlooked as it relates to understanding that there are different Elohim that's not just the most high God, but that there are others because this shows some of the power, but it also shows some of the limitations of the devil himself. It says, now war arose in heaven. We don't know when this, when, what this is speaking of. It could be speaking about something that took place in the past or something that will. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. Notice Pastor Curtis has, has emphasized this, that you know what? Not all 
<clears throat> of these spirit beings are called, uh, you know, are, 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 they're not called demons, not all of them. Right. So it says the dragon and his angels. Those are angels that rebelled against God with the dragon. So and the uh, dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have been, excuse me, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony for they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. So the devil is not something to be trifled with, a being to be trifled with. He's not just a mask that we make up or the, you know, the little cartoons from back in the day, um, you know, where there's an angel and a devil. Like they're not even, you know, a regular angel and the devil, they're not even on like the same level. Um, so, um, but we understand what it was trying to represent, good and evil. Um, but note how powerful he is that he, Michael again is needed to stand against the dragon, the devil, and his angels. N note also that the passage tells the heavens to rejoice and those who dwell in the heavens because notice how the earth and the sea that a woe is called to them because the devil has come down and he's coming down with wrath. That's sobering because that's our enemy. But the last part of the verse 12 says that he is this way because he knows that his time is short. His activity on earth has a defined period of time. Remember that I said that, 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 that not all Elohim are created equal because one, there's one that's not even been created. He created all of the rest of them. He's the one that's determined like what they can do and how long they can do what they can do. So even the devil, the chief of these wicked beings, even he has a defined period of time. If you look at the book of Revelation, you see that even when those horsemen go out, that they are only, they're, they're restricted in what they can do. So this one can do this. That one can do this. And this one, and remember that those, those horsemen, they have to be invited to come out. They have to be given permission. They can't go out before they can't go out when they want to. They're not grown. Right? They're not, they not grown. You know, my mother used to say stuff like, oh, when you're grown, you can do what you want to do. That's not really true. But anyway, she's, she, 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 she. they not grown. Oh, ah, I'm sorry. Right now, I just feel good. Because you know what? Because the devil not even grown. 
He can't even do what he want to do all the time. He is, as Pastor Kurt said, God's devil. He does what only what God allows him to do. So even he is not grown. Thank you, Jesus. He is not forever. No matter what happens in our life, and some people have trials all through their life, man, I know. I'm not one of those people, so I'm going to just confess that right up front. That hasn't been like the journey that God has for me. It can seem like the devil is running all through your life. It's probably not him, but, but you know, it's those associated with him, right? Yeah, so it's still some, some of the work he would approve. But please know that, mm, please remember that there's no temptation that has seized you but that which is common to humanity. Maybe not to Mike, but to all of humanity. Your, your struggles are common. Your trials are common. Remember that God is faithful. That some kind of way, if his word is true, and I believe it's true, I hope you believe it's true, that God makes a way of escape so that you can bear up under it. Sometimes that way of escape is only, Lord, help me, or Lord, have mercy. I have to share this, this testimony. The last time I preached, this was about a month ago, that Saturday morning, Ray Rowland called me to let me know that Pete High wasn't expected to make it through the night. So he was inviting me to go see him. I wanted to pray for him, but I didn't want to go see him. Because, not because I didn't want to be with him, but the next day was the cleanup day. And Ray said, we'll come pick you up. And my mother used to always tell me when we would go somewhere and we'd be ready to go and she wasn't ready to go, she would just remind us that we ain't driving nothing. So if I went with these brothers, I was going to have to stay till they wanted to leave. Now, part of me must, must have wanted to go because I did think about that. And I did think, man, my, man, I should call them and say, I'll just meet them up there. But I didn't. So I let them brothers pick me up. We got there at like 1230 a.m. And I think I had gotten up early because I get up early for the prayer call on Fridays. So, yeah, man. Then I had to get up early for the cleanup day, which was later on that day. So I'm thinking about all this. Then I had to preach on Sunday. I'm like, man, whoo. All right, man, I'm going to go. The Lord will provide strength. So we go with John Fair along with Ray. We stay there for four hours. Four hours. And there's not, if you, if, if you are, if you, most of you, I don't think everybody gets to experience this. So I'm there, and I'm praying, but I'm not praying out loud because it's not, you know, I can't. It's not a place to be like, all right, Father God. I mean, it's not like a, you know, it's not a place for, for that type. But as we're by his side, I think all three of us were praying, but we were praying, like, individually. And at some point, there was not much that could be prayed except for, Lord have mercy. 
Lord, I know Pete this way. Please be merciful to have mercy. Lord, I've seen Pete do this. Thank you so much for Pete. Lord, please have mercy. Friends, I wasn't, at that time, I wasn't praying for a miracle. I was just praying for God to have mercy. And I think my brothers who were with me probably did the same thing because since they have certain authorities, they were able to say, okay, don't give this medicine, don't give that medicine. Make him as comfortable as he can be made. They had to put us out 5.35 o'clock. And we leave, and I expect at any time during the cleanup or sometime after that to get a text that Peter's gone. Forgot to say, and I had a wedding to perform after church as well. Surely during the reception, the text would come to say, he's my brother's with the Lord now. That text never came. That brother, is, 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 his meds are back in effect right now, right? He's able to hold conversations with people now, right? And I saw them, like, take the mask, yeah, take the mask off of him, get that thing out of his throat. Yeah, and the thing, that was to clear up, like, he also, he had COVID and some other stuff. So he, all of that was gone. Amen. And the Lord showed up. See, we don't know why things come into our life, but we know who is in our life. The out in the wing, not Alpha and Omega yet, but he is the one who is in our lives. So your life may be what it is. And it may seem like the devil is doing what he wants to do. But remember that God is with you and he is for you. And remember that in, uh, in Romans chapter 8, it says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? So we need to remember that and allow that to function for us so that we have in our minds, regardless of what we're going through, that one day God is going to say it is done. Right. And then he's going to say, I am the alpha and the omega. So your life, my life is not just about me. Your life is not just about you. No, our lives are a demonstration of the work of God. Or at least that's how we should see our lives. That's what we should take from the story, the, the supernatural storyline of the Bible. See, you have been, we have been, those of us who are in Christ, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. I understand, it's, I understand that sometimes it's just the prayer is just, Lord, have mercy. If that's your father, that's a powerful prayer. Don't you minimize that prayer. Don't you minimize that prayer because if you do, you're minimizing the one to whom you're praying and don't you dare do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be jealous of somebody's life because they have what you don't have. Don't do that. Don't do that. Your life is not your own. My life is not my own. It's not my own. That's why I ain't called them brothers. My life is not my own. The lady said, oh, man, I'll go. But it did break my heart a little bit when the lady said, how long y'all standing? John said, for as long as we can stay. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, God, Lord, help me. I was the first person I prayed for, Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm going to need your strength. We got that tomorrow. Then uh, yeah, I got a preach in the, the wedding. <laughs> Have mercy on me, Lord. <laughs> but he did. He did have mercy. Because I'm standing here right now. Right. 
I'm here right now. But remember that regardless of the great wrath that the devil brings wherever he is, that he's only working for a defined period of time. He's not grown. He is not grown. But our God is grown. <laughs> he is grown. In Revelation chapter 4, we have this, 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 this is when John is, is he's brought up, he does the letters to the seven churches, and then he's invited to come up into heaven. And when he's in heaven, he sees that in the midst, the, the very center of heaven, that there's a throne. And there's one who is sitting on that throne. And there all, there's all kinds of activity going on in, 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 in that throne room. Right there, there's all these strange looking creatures um, that, that have six wings that, that are full of um, all around them. This is uh, verse eight of four, uh, Revelation four, um, describing the creatures and the four living creatures. Each of them had six wings, are full of eyes all around with, and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. So those beings, those strange beings are, are, are going around and they never cease, the passage says, to say, holy, holy, holy. Now, we, we, I did this message, so I know that we mentioned that, that sometimes when we truth. The ultimate truth is that, is that the word holy means transcendent. It means unique, like no other. There's, there's no one like him. So they are just declaring the otherness of God just all throughout. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty, which means almighty means there's no lack of strength in him because he's almighty. He was, whenever was, was, he was. Whenever that was. He is and he is to come. They declare that. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor, picking this up, um, and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders fall down before him, who is seated on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So in other words, the only one that's grown is God, because he created all things. And by his will, they existed and were created. So we use that to just, just show that God is the almighty one, that he's the most high. There might be some powerful, yeah, the devil's powerful to us. He is. That's just, it is what it is. But he's not more powerful than God. Isaiah knew about this, and so he says this. He says that God said this, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And listen to this about him. He gives power to the faint. Even when you have to go to the hospital at in the a.m. and stay till it starts getting light. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. If you had no might when you came in here, can you cast yourself on the mercy of God who will strengthen you? He will strengthen you. I was telling someone during the break 
that I remember that, <laughs> that story I told you was probably like months before I got saved. I wasn't trying to get saved. I, was, I had a good 12 more years before I planned to get saved. But God said, no, 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 no. You won't get saved in what you think is your prime. And I'm going to use you to show you what prime really is in your own life. Marriage to change so that it won't just be like, yeah, I'm going to have me a couple of, couple of, couple of sons. That's why I wanted sons because my mom had two boys. I thought I knew how to deal with boys. So, hey, two boys. Two boys. But I won't marry their mom because I don't want to break their heart by their parents not being together. That don't even make sense, really. I mean, when you think about that joint, it's like, okay, they're not together, but you, okay, anyway. <laughs> but that was, that was part of my plan. Yeah, that just is asinine, right? <laughs> so, so, so that was my plan, though. That's how, that was my life. I thought that, that made sense to me for some reason. I mean, that just shows you my need. Man, four years later, I would end up getting married at 22 years old. And in our families, neither one of our parents made it to be married very long. We love all our parents. And our parents can be together, so there's no, there's, we love them and they love us. But by the grace of God, we're going on 32 years of having been married. Man, I wanted two boys and ended up with four girls and one son. I mean, man, all of that stuff is not, it's not for applause for me. It's like, man, God's grace has been real in my life. He gave strength. He gives strength. Because, you know, we had, we, had a, we had a 25-year wedding renewal right in this room. And we had some people pray for us. And one of the realest prayers that just blesses my soul, and I hope it blesses anyone who's married, as well as anyone who's thinking about being married, or if you're a friend of someone who's married. This, was, uh, this lady was at uh, the church that I grew up in. Her name is Sister Calhoun. That's what I know her as. So Sister Calhoun was praying, and she was like, Lord, would you please bless them? And she said some other stuff. And then she said, because anybody who's been married for 25 years then been through some things. <laughs> and that was the most realist prayer of the prayers that I heard. And so I'm not saying that everything is going to be easy, but I'm saying that God gives strength because his word says that he gives strength. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall new them exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount, wait, right? The answer is not like, like Daniel. Sometimes we're going to have to wait, but we should be okay with waiting because we know who we're waiting on. And that when he comes, that he's going to bring the answer, right? He's going to bring the solution. He's not going to have step. He's not going to halfway do it. He's going to do what needs to be done. 
You may not agree, I might not, not agree that this is what he's doing right now, but usually when we get a few years beyond and we look back, we see he did everything that he was supposed to do. He did all things well. That's what we'll be able to say. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It all began with, have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? This is the most high that we are talking about. And then we come back to the passage that we say will bookend uh, this message, and that is Revelation 21, verses 1 through 7, which say, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Remember, the sea in Scripture oftentimes mostly represents chaos. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from, hey man, don't look at, don't, do not look at weddings the same. One of the privileges of performing weddings like that time after church, um, of performing weddings. Is to see the bride all adorned for her wedding. To see her come and to see her groom brighten because he sees her coming. Amen. When you see that, remember that there's going to be another wedding. <laughs> remember that, 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 that God cares for his people in the way that that groom sees his bride adorned like that, right? That, I, I don't care where they go. I, I, mean, none of, none of, I mean, I like going out. I like dressing up on some level. My wife does too. If we go out, she'll like get dolled up. But she only dresses for she only dressed for a wedding on February 14th, 1991. That was the only time. Now she's looked good in some stuff now. I mean, a few times, I mean, in front of everybody, I had to say, whoa, oh Lord. <laughs> everybody wasn't here, so I'm not gonna say what I said. But anyway, um, it was in this room too. But but she, but but she can look good, but she she doesn't look like that every time. That one time in white and knowing that she was coming to give, merge her life with mine. That is unforgettable. One day there's going to be a wedding, though, when God himself is delighted to see his bride. And there's going to be delight in his heart because it is done. And the fact that he's the Alpha and Omega is going to be obvious for all to see. And when I say all, I'm not talking about all humanity. I'm talking about the cosmic beings, whether they were good or evil. They're going to see that God used something that was lesser than angels 
not only that he used them, but that he chose to make them part of himself because we are in Christ and Christ is unified with God, right? You know, you look at John, the oneness of the believer with the son as well. So, so, so he is allowing us to be part of him. Even though we can be like, man, I'll be ready in 12 years. Or let me do what I want to do and then I'll come back to you. Even though we can be like that, (laughs) he still grabs some of us out of the fire and makes us part of him through his son, Jesus Christ. And the one who said, I will do this. I will take for myself. That was Lucifer, right? He says, I will do this. I will be like the most high. Man, some of us weren't even looking to be like the most high, and we're in him now. So you wonder why the enemy hates us, but he does, and he has to, because God is sharing the divine nature with us, 2 Peter 1. prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. Remember, the enemy will have been cast out or is cast out. But God's dwelling place will be with humanity he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning. Can you imagine that? Nothing at all to be sad about? nor crying. Not nor crying because your heart is hard. I know a lot of people wouldn't, won't cry. But not crying because there's not a reason to cry. Nor pain anymore. Why? For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne, who was, who was seated on the throne, said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega, as we already know, were the A to Z of the Greek alphabet. Right? So it means that God has been, even as they, they declared him, right? He, to him who was and is and is good. God was from the beginning. He's the A, he's the alpha. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be the only one standing. When it's all said and done, 
he is as if he's saying, I will be standing as I have always stood from the beginning, even though you haven't been able to see. I have been here always, and this is why I'm still standing right now. To the thirsty, he says, I will give from the... Try to clean yourself up. Come empty-handed. Don't be prideful. Don't try to... No, no. The Lord wants you as you are, but he won't re you won't remain as you are. He'll change you. And last, the last sentence here says, the one, the one who conquers will have this heritage. I will be his God, and he will be my son. These are anchors we should have. Well, there's more than one Elohim in the sense that there are other beings that, are, that we would consider from our vantage point as divine. They can do things that we can't. But those Elohim are sub subject to the Most High God and to the Alpha and Omega. See, there's a reason why he has so many names because his function is infinite. I remember once, and I'm, mind you, I should caveat this with I am for the, theological definition and accurate articulation. But I remember showing someone a tape. This person was a different ethnicity than, than, than I am. And the person on the tape was talking about how, shoot, I said, so, so they said, God will be whatever you want him to be. I don't know what y'all think about that. I know how I interpreted it, interpreted that sentence, and I know how the person with me interpreted that sentence. So the person with me interpreted that sentence as that's not theologically accurate. I interpreted that sentence not thinking about theological definition, but about life experience. That throughout the life of this person, when God was needed in different ways, that God came through. So he has many names, right? He's not just the Alpha and the Omega, right? He is the Most High God as well, right? Jesus said he's the bread of life. That's another name, right? We could, we could just go on with names, 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 names. Well, why can we go on with names, 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 names? Because he does everything. That's why he has no, no definition in terms of like, 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 okay, this is God. If you can do this and say this is God, then that's not the God I read about in Scripture, but the God that can do everything and whatever he pleases, obviously we know he doesn't sin, we know he doesn't lie, but we do know that God can do what he wants to do. If, if God in Christ can become a baby, there's, I guess he makes the rules too. <laughs> right? So there, there's no, there, there's, yes, no, God is not whatever you want him to be, but yes, God is, can be whatever you need. Like he knows how to, he knows how to work within that. We don't always know how to work within that, right? But, but, but he does. He does. So how do we respond to him? Well, first thing we should do is, 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 is we, should, we should take our cues from Revelation, I think. We, should, we, should, we know Revelation is not this, but I do like that someone said this about Revelation. So Revelation is, is, is definitely a book about, the, about you know, about, uh, it's an apocalyptic 
uh, book and it's showing us like what's going on behind the scenes. But you notice how much worship is going on in Revelation. There's a lot of worship going on. Why? Because God is there. And like all you can do when he's around, you got to like, I remember, I don't know if y'all basketball fans or not, but everybody probably knows, heard the name Shaquille O'Neal. You probably also heard the name Allen Iverson. Uh, at one point in time, Allen Iverson's team, the Philadelphia 76ers, met the Los Angeles Lakers in the championship. Shaquille must have had a great game because this was the quote from Allen Iverson. They asked him about Shaquille's game, Shaq's game, and he said, hey, man, you know, once Shaq gets that ball down in the post, all you, gotta do, all you need to do is stand back and praise God. There's nothing you can do with that, right? It's, there's nothing. Once he gets that ball in a certain spot, like, you're not going to stop him. You just need to be in awe of the talent that God has given him. But when God himself is down, right, it's not about worshiping him for Shaquille O'Neal, but it's about worshiping him for himself. So we can't do anything but worship him. That's why these beings fly around and without ceasing say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is. They cannot stop. They cannot help it. They just, it elicits, their knowledge of him elicits worship. The throne elicits praise. Obviously, we're not in the throne room yet. But we know a bit about God, so we should still worship him. But right now, you know what we should do? We should persevere. We should persevere. We should work through whatever it is we need to work through to make sure. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is another. I'm, I'm sorry, my, not the, the pastor who I consider my spiritual father and who was the pastor of the church I grew up in licensed me to preach way back a long time ago. Um, his home going service, that's black terminology for a funeral, <laughs> was last Saturday. His home going service was last Saturday. And one of the, so, so I have, you know, memories of the church that's going through my mind. But one thing, one song we used to sing, the words went like this. And this was like the only, this, the song was probably like two sentences long. No, it was one sentence. It was one sentence. And the, and the song was just, I believe I run on and see what the end is going to be. Amen. I'm sorry. They didn't say it like that. It was like, see what the end going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they said it like that. So that's, that, 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 that's, that's, that's in a sentence, perseverance. I think I'll run on. And it's determined. It's a bunch of things when you think about it. So it's a statement. Yeah, regardless of what's happening, I believe I'm run on. Regardless of you fill in the blank. Bank account don't look like you want it to look. I'm going to see what the end going to be. Regardless of, oh, man, oh, I want to be married like LaShawn and Aaron, but I'm not yet. I'm going to run on and see what the end going to be. Oh, 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 or maybe you've been married for 31 years and, 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 and only one-fifth of the children that you have right now walk with the Lord right now. But I believe I'll run on and I'm going to see what the end going to be, right? Because I know who holds the end, right? And what are you filling in the blank for you? Perseverance should also be elicited because, I, now let me just say this, um, I'm going to say this to contextualize for some people, sports people, sports people. I learned that one of the, one of the security guards, one of the people who work security at one of the schools 
we work with, not only a Dallas fan, but he was also a Lakers fan. Now, the only continuity between those would probably be like championships. Yeah, rings, right, right. That must be a dollar. That must, you might, might want to, oh, you're not? Good. I, I appreciate you, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is, it's rings. So people like that, they remind me of what we would call front runners. Oh, yeah, man, you just like them. Now, I ain't going to say that. I mean, I don't know if anybody in our church likes that, that combination of, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking of you. Um, the fact that God is the Alpha and Omega. It kind of means that we front running when we with him. <laughs> but it don't look like that because right now ain't no rings, right? Right now you still want to be married like Hannah and Sean. Right now I'm still looking for my kids to get saved. Right now you, your bank account don't look like what it, We still have these things that could make it seem like, oh man, there are things to endure through and those things are there. So it's not exactly like running with the front runners or being a front runner because you still got some stuff. You still got to run on. You still got to see what the end is going to be. Knowing who God is puts us in a position where it makes sense, where it makes sense to worship him for who he is and what he's capable of. So I am about to pray to close this prayer out. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and we're just going to sing our way out of here. If you have any questions, you can come see me or um, remember my email, right? Mike at solidrockchurch.net. You can hit me on that as well. Um, but we want to make sure that we, we we're, throughout this week, we're going to persevere. But right now, right now, none, nobody's, I mean, maybe somebody's persevering, but y'all looking good out there. You know, y'all don't look like y'all persevering. Y'all just look good. So, so right now, it doesn't look like anybody's persevering, but we, but we must worship. So, Father, we thank you so much that though there are other Elohim, though there are beings that just have uh, some uh, access to the divine nature that we do not, that's different than ours, Lord, we thank you so much that what we do have access and who we do have access to is you, the Alpha and the Omega, the Most High God, the one who will say it is done, the one who will, who will look at his bride with pride. We thank you so much that we are your children that we are your bride, that you give us uh, eyes to see whenever it was that you've given us eyes to see who you are. Father, we ask you that you would open eyes that did not see you to see you for who you are, even right now. I pray that eyes have been opening. I pray that you've been stirring up hearts, Lord. I pray that you have been giving life and I pray that anyone who has walked in here or that has been watching or that will watch that does not know you as their father, that you would help them to humble themselves before you, to just acknowledge you for who you are, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who sent his son to create a pathway for us to be reconnected with you, reconnected because at one time humanity was before the fall. Father, we pray that you would help the person to acknowledge their sinfulness, 
and they're living independently of you and to embrace the life that you can give. We pray that you would help them not to attempt to clean themselves up before coming to your presence, but to come with all that they are, even if it's ugly, Lord, to them. Lord, we know that you know how to make things beautiful. And so we ask you that you will please receive honor and glory from our song because you have made our lives something that is much more beautiful than we could have ever made our own life, Lord. So, Father, as we stand and as we worship, would you receive our worship as praise and honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.